25 Tishrei, Chaf Hei Tishrei, Tzadik, his life, 26, 129. Prior to his journey to the Holy Land, the Rebbe traveled to Kamenetz. Before he went to Kamenetz, the Rebbe said to Reb Shimon, There is a journey before me, but I do not know where. Reb Shimon laughed and said, How can one go on a journey if he doesn't know where he's going? The Rebbe replied, The truth is, I really don't know. Reb Shimon went and prepared a coach and horses and supplies for the journey and went with him. On the way, he asked the Rebbe if they could go via the village of Volkovitz, where he took another person with them. They came to Mezhebizh, but they still did not know where they were headed. When the Rebbe arrived at the home of his saintly parents in Mezhebizh, they were overjoyed. His mother said to him, My son, when are you going to your great-grandfather, the Balshemtov? that is, to his gravesite. The Rebbe answered, If my great-grandfather wishes to get together with me, let him come here. Later on, when it was night, the Rebbe went to sleep. In the morning, his mother got up and came to him and said, Well, your great-grandfather has already been with you. Now when are you going to him? The Rebbe replied, At the moment I will not be at his gravesite. On my return, if God wills it, I will be at his gravesite. This was what actually happened. Before arriving in Mezhebizh, Reb Shimon fell sick and reached the town with a very severe illness. The Rebbe was obliged to leave him there and he did not accompany the Rebbe to Kamenetz. When the Rebbe went to bid Reb Shimon goodbye before leaving for Kamenetz, Reb Shimon did not want to let him go until he promised him explicitly that on his return the Rebbe would find him alive and well. This is what actually happened. Rebbe Nachman's Wisdom his pilgrimage. 9. The Rebbe told his attendant to buy a large quantity of ink and writing paper. As soon as they embarked on the trip in Odessa, the Rebbe began to record his thoughts on the Torah. He warned his attendant not to even look at his writings and would not give him the key to his trunk until he had promised on his honor. When they left Odessa, many people came to see the Rebbe off out of respect. Many coaches followed him, and a great crowd escorted him joyously, singing and dancing all the way. They boarded the ship and set off on the Black Sea. During their first day at sea, a great storm arose. The winds whipped up high waves that washed over the ship's deck. The Rebbe and his attendant had to remain tightly closed up in their cabin so as not to get soaked by the spray. The thunder, lightning, and howling winds were beyond description. The two were so terrified by the noise of the rain and thunder and the roar of the waves that they found it impossible to sleep at night. After four days at sea, they arrived in Istanbul. The Rebbe and his attendant sat on the dock, not knowing where to go. They could not tell the Jews from the Turks, and having no knowledge of the language, had no way of asking. The Aleph Bet Book Eating B. 5. When a person studies Torah with pure thoughts so that he eats with such holiness that he is nourished by the sustenance of the angels, his enemies are sentenced to strangulation. This is alluded to by the verses, and it was on the third day in the morning, Exodus 19.16, then in the morning there was a layer of dew, Exodus 16.13, and it was at the morning watch, Exodus 14.24. I heard this explanation from the Rebbe's holy mouth. And it was on the third day in the morning, was said during the giving of the Torah, 
and refers to a person who studies Torah with pure thoughts. Then in the morning there was a layer of dew, was said about the manna, the food from which the angels draw sustenance, as our sages taught. See Yoma 75b. And it was at the morning watch, was said at the splitting of the Red Sea, when the Egyptians were drowned, which is an aspect of strangulation, as our sages taught. See Ketuvot 30b. Rabbi Nachman learned from one morning and applied it to the other, thereby deriving the above insight from the Torah. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 1, Lesson number 10, 5. These arrogant people think that they too are able to pray, and since they have fasted and afflicted themselves, they think that they are tzaddikim. But the truth is that they are not. Were they to examine themselves, they would see that after all of their fasts and other similar practices, all their physical desires are still bound to their bodies. What is more, the pollution of their father's lust from the time of their conception is still attached to their bodies because their fathers did not sanctify themselves during marital relations. Were they to look at this, they would undoubtedly be seized by a great trembling and would not make the mistake of thinking that they are tzaddikim or that they are able to pray or perform redemptions. Likewise, each person should reflect on all this and not make the mistake of thinking that he is a tzaddik. Rather, he should endeavor to bring and to return all his prayers to the true tzaddikim, because only they know how to pray and to elevate prayers in the proper fashion. The Holy One, blessed is He, desires the prayers of the tzaddikim, and He sends fluent prayers to their mouths so that He may have pleasure from them. 6. The best advice for nullifying pride which is likened to idolatry, as it is written, all the high-hearted are an abomination to God, Proverbs 16.5, is by drawing close to the tzaddikim. 7. By drawing close to the tzaddikim, a person nullifies his pride, which is likened to idolatry. He also merits perfect faith, his atheism is nullified, and he attains the Holy Spirit of prophecy. In turn, he attains great joy, to the point that he comes to hand-clapping and holy dancing. This, then, affects a mitigation of harsh judgments, and he merits wisdom, life, longevity, and an understanding of the Torah on both its revealed and hidden levels. 8. Rejoicing on Purim with hand-clapping and dancing causes the Torah to be received and accepted on both its revealed and hidden levels, which is the awesome light of Mordechai and Esther. This kind of rejoicing on Purim also enables a person to properly perform the mitzvah of counting the Omer, which subjugates the impure force of Haman Amalek, may their names be obliterated. Then, pride, idolatry, and atheism are nullified. Great faith, holy wisdom, life, and longevity are elicited, and all the harsh judgments and decrees are mitigated and nullified from the Jewish people. Amen. May it be his will. 9. With the nullification of pride, wisdom reaches its corrected state, and a person merits life and and longevity. All the harsh judgments are thereby nullified, and a person merits faith, great joy, and understanding of the Torah on its revealed and hidden levels, and the spirit of prophecy. 10. Repentance has its root in Rosh Chodesh. Accordingly, on Rosh Chodesh, repentance descends upon all the world's creatures, and brings them to thoughts of repentance. Even the wicked in Gehenim must inevitably feel some remorse on Rosh Chodesh, at which time they repent, 
regret and admit their wrongs, and are ashamed. For even though the torments of Gehenim are suspended on Rosh Chodesh, Zohar 2, 150a, this shame and regret itself remains their Gehenim. It is written in Likutei Moharan 1, Lesson 22, that the shame a person feels over his sins is even more painful than the punishments of Gehenim. May God save us. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The King and the Emperor The Emperor's daughter said to her companions, I can knock that bald one into the sea. This was the king's son who was climbing the mast. The king's son had lost all his hair and was bald. How is that possible, they asked. We are still quite far from them. She told them that she had a burning glass and would use it to knock him down. She explained that she would not knock him down until he had climbed to the very top of the mast. As long as he was still climbing the mast, he would fall down to the ship, but when he was on the top, he would fall into the sea. She waited until he reached the very top of the mast, and then she aimed her burning glass at this head. His brain was burned, and he fell into the sea. When the men on the king's ship saw him fall, there was great panic. How could they ever return home? The old king would die of grief. They decided to go over to the ship belonging to the emperor's daughter. Perhaps there would be a physician who could give them some advice. They came close to the ship carrying the emperor's daughter and her ladies, and the men on the dead king's ship said to the ladies and the emperor's daughter that they should not be afraid. They would not do anything to harm them. Restore my soul. Likutei halachot. 1. 3. When a new illumination of godliness is sent to a person, or when one experiences a fresh awakening toward God, the evil forces are resentful. Now is the time one needs strength. On no account should you fall or allow your resolve to be weakened, even if the same thing happens 10,000 times or more. Your strength lies in the Torah. When you study, create new concepts of Torah. If this is something beyond your capacity, you can still strengthen yourself by making a new effort to study and follow the ways of the Torah. Do so with simplicity and purity. Be sure never to leave the paths of Torah. True, all the passion and yearning in your heart is to be holy, disciplined, and detached from the vanities of this world in order to be worthy of the radiant light that is dawning in you. And certainly, it would be a great thing to achieve such a level. But the evil inclination is resentful and wants to attack you. Don't let yourself fall because of this. Be not over-righteous and do not commit great evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verses 16 to 17 You can come to great harm, God forbid, if you overstretch yourself when you are trying to reach holiness, and as a result, you fail. The best thing is to follow the paths of Torah with simplicity. Then you can go on your path securely. Let your eyes be closed to this world. Nullify yourself before God. If you are able to achieve this and you pay no attention to the vanities of this world, well and good. If you can't, in any event, do not allow yourself to be discouraged. Just try to be honest and to follow the way of Torah with simplicity. The Torah itself will break and destroy all the forces of the other side that strive to attack and thwart you. Likuti Halachot, Etila Idaim Shacharit, 4.16 Rabbi Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 16 Thank God, Sunday, Vayikra, 5586 My beloved friends and brothers, I have already admonished you, and am exhorting you again, 
pay close attention to everything that is happening with us and with me in particular. Remember well what has transpired in this affair of the printing press, and when God has finished His work, you will see and understand the miracles of God, downright miracles. What can I say? We will thank you, and we will speak out your praise for your miracles which are with us every day, for your wonders and favors which are at all times, every moment. God willing, when I return home, I will tell you a fraction. I cannot tell you everything, for this is simply impossible. I can only tell each one of you according to his own understanding. Press on, press on determinedly to walk in the ways of the Rebbe. May the mention of a righteous and holy man be a blessing. Do as I have instructed you what I heard from his holy mouth. Just as I heard it from him, I have passed it on faithfully to you. God knows and is witness that I understood the Rebbe's awesome and perfect meaning better than anyone in the world. The Rebbe stated this explicitly many times. The main thing is to devote yourself with redoubled efforts to your prayers and to your conversations between you and your Creator. Let nothing in the world discourage you. Fortify yourselves and constantly begin afresh. I do not have time to go on. The words of your true and eternal friend, who speaks sincerely from the point of good in his heart, from the one who longs to rejoice in your salvation in this world and the next eternally, Nussan the same. Rev. Nussan's Letters, Year 2, Letter number 244, With God's Help, Friday, Erev Shabbat, Devarim, 5597, Venitza. Greetings to my dear beloved son, the learned Rabbi Yitzchak, may his light shine. I received your letter yesterday on my arrival here, and I was delighted to see your enormous desire for my letters. Perhaps you will receive some good point, some point of good by which you will start afresh from now on, forever. This is the reason I have forced myself now to send you this letter. Even though I have nothing new in particular to tell you, and it is also already getting toward afternoon. Thank God I arrived here safely yesterday before midday, and thank God all is well. If you want, you can send me a letter to Uman, and I will be sure to let you hear from me again from there, with God's help. May God give me a safe journey, and may He guide me on the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. I am too pressed for time to go on at all with words of truth. It is not necessary to go on about the truth anyway, for truth endures, and one word of truth is worth more than thousands and tens of thousands of words containing an admixture of falsehood, as explained in the lesson which talks about the preciousness of words of truth, the Kutei Moharan 1, Lesson 192. The words of your father, extending loving greetings to your learned person, praying for you and waiting to hear all good from you. Greetings to all our comrades with a great love. Nasan of Breslov. Letter number 245. With God's help, Friday, Erev Shabbat, Akev, 5597, Uman. My dear son, I received your letter in Vinitsa, and another one here on my arrival. It is now already close to the arrival of Shabbat, but your enormous desire compels me to write you these few lines, to tell you that, thank God, all is well. I read your letter carefully, but time does not allow me to answer you now. I have already provided you in advance, though, with an abundant response in the form of my writing. The words I have spoken, and, in particular, the Rebbe's holy books. Study them over and over. Grow old and gray with them, for there is nothing better. 
Nothing can be added to them and nothing taken away. Remember very well that you are now in this passing world and there is no comprehending what is happening under the sun, particularly in these generations. As King Solomon said, Even if a person claims to be wise, he will not be able to find its meaning. Ecclesiastes 8.17 Every moment of every hour of every day is full of trials and tests and refinements for each and every one of us. We have no one to rely on but our Father in Heaven and on the power of the Elder of Holiness. What can I say to you, my dear son? I understand your letters well, and I know your pain, but as it appears, you have not yet understood even me, let alone our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of sainted memory. Remember well all that I have said and implied to you on countless occasions about how a person must inevitably endure a very great deal at all times and there are innumerable variations between one time and another, and among individuals. Be strong! Be strong, my dear son! Even your cries in your letters are not lost. Nonetheless, you must zealously fortify yourself to make yourself happy any way you can. The time of Shabbat has arrived, and it is impossible for me to continue. The words of your father, Nassan of Breslov. Greetings to all our comrades, with a great love. Shemot HaTzadikim Names of Tanaim, sages of the 1st to 2nd centuries, and Amoraim, sages of the 2nd to 10th centuries. Aleph. Abba, brother of Rabban Gamliel. Abba bar Abba HaKohen, father of Shmuel. Abba, father of Rabbi Yehuda. Abba Aricha, who is called Rav. Rabbi Abba bar Yaakov. Rabbi Abba bar Zavda. Rabbi Abba bar Hamnuna. Rabbi Abba bar Rabbi Abba Barmina, Rabbi Abba Barmamel, Rabbi Abba Baravina, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba Barav Yehuda, Rabbi Abba Bariloi, Rabbi Abba Barchana, Rabbi Abba Barkahana, Rabbi Abba Barchia, Rabbi Abba Bar Yitzchak, Rabbi Abba Barkahana Bar Yudin, Rabbi Abba Bar Papa, Abba Mar Bereder of Papa, Rabbi Abba Bereder of Papi, Rabbi Abba Bar Zutra, Rabbi Abba Bar Acha, Abba Avua de Rabbi Ami, Abba Bar Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Abba de Chaifa, Rabbi Abba Bar Chia Bar Abba, Abba Bar Avhuna, Rabbi Abba Sala Rava, Abba Bar Acha Bar Sala Mi Kafre, Rabbi Abba de Min Aku, Rabbi Abba de Min Kisri, Abba Avua de Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba, Rabbi Abba Bar Zemina, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba Hakohin Bardala. Abba Yosei ben Chanina, Abba Umna, Rabbi Abba Zute, Abba Keshisha, Rabbi Abba de Minyafo, Abba Baravime, Abba Avua de Rabbi Abba Mari, Abba Kohen Avua de Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Abba Benosha Rabbi Chia bar Abba HaKohen, Rabbi Abba bar Yaakov bar Idi, Rabbi Abba bar Ada, Rabbi Abba bar Surmake, Rabbi Abba bar Avhuna, Rabbi Abba Bar Hamnun Hamnuna, Abba Bar Chista, Abba Bar Marta, that is Abba Bar Minyumi, Rabbi Abba Bar Shila, Rabbi Abba Bar Bisna, or Bizna, Rabbi Abba Bar Yisa, Rabbi Abba Kartigna, Abba Bar Idarav Binyamin Bar Chia, Abba Bar Mash, or Bar Ramash, Rabbi Abba Bar Yehuda, Rabbi Abba Rabbi Abba Bar Barchana, 
That is Rabba Bar Barchana, Abba Narsha'a. Rav Nussin's prayers. One, prayer number 13. God of mercy, help me fight and control my appetites and my negative thoughts and feelings. Help me break my craving for material wealth. And let me be content with the portion you have given me, Hashem. Let me overcome the urge to get rich. And help me stop chasing after unnecessary extravagances and dishonest gain. Whatever I have to do in the way of work or business in order to make a living, let me do it in holiness and purity for the sake of your great name. Help me be honest in business. Let me make fixed times for Torah study. And let me give the Torah pride of place in my life with work and business secondary. Don't let me be preoccupied with business worries. Even when I am involved in my work, let my thoughts always be bound to you and your holy Torah. For there is no work or business activity in the world that does not contain Torah, even if it is heavily veiled. Bring me to perfect trust. Let me trust in you at all times and throw my burden upon you. And you, Hashem, sustain me and guide me in all my business affairs. Let me know how I should conduct myself, when I should buy, when I should sell, and everything else I need to know. Lead me along the right path. Give success to my endeavors. Send me a good living easily and without my having to exert myself at all so that I will be able to do your will and occupy myself with your Torah and serve you at all times. Please, Hashem, have mercy on my soul and the souls of all the Jewish people. Separate us from those who have gone astray and thrown away their eternal reward because of their lust for money. Their days are consumed with worries about making a living. With the sweat of their brow they will eat bread until they go back to the earth, and they will take nothing away with them after all their toil. Loving God, save us from such people. Have mercy on me and on all your people, the house of Israel, and save us from the lust for money, which has become so strong and widespread in recent generations. We have reached the point where we find it impossible to take a good, calm look at ourselves and carefully think what will become of us in the end, and how we will appear when we come before the king. Instead, we are constantly preoccupied with thoughts about how to make a living. Even earning what is necessary causes us tremendous confusion. Charity. Hashem, loving God, have mercy on me and save me from this evil lust for money. Help me give plenty of charity to genuinely deserving people. Let my main intention in all my work and business activities be to give charity. When I give, let me go beyond what I think to be my own limits. Send me deserving recipients. Help me fulfill the mitzvah of charity to perfection, sincerely, joyously, with good feelings and a kind expression. Let me give my charity in such a way that the receiver will not be ashamed. Help me speak to the hearts of those who are poor and unfortunate, to comfort them and help them feel better. Send me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a generous spirit. Let me always be generous and open-hearted, and let me put all my energy into helping those who are genuinely in need. Let me take from my own money and give it to them with both hands, so as to share with them the blessings you constantly shower upon me. And so too, when necessary, let me make every effort on their behalf and go out to my Jewish brothers and call upon their generosity and ask them to give charity. Help me fill the hands of the needy with everything they require whether food, clothing, or anything else. When I appeal to others to donate, 
Help me find favor in their eyes. Let my words enter their ears and hearts and inspire them to give generously of their own accord. Let me receive a handsome contribution from each one. Help me find words that will transform the instinctive cruelty of the heart into a spirit of generosity. And let me, myself, give abundantly and wholeheartedly all the days of my life. Through the merit and power of the collective charity of your people, the House of Israel, let us break our desire for money. Let the generous spirit of holy charity come upon us and cool our passion for money, our desire for riches and grandeur, and our burning ambition to be wealthy in a world which isn't even ours. Help us throw aside our gods of silver and gold until we totally void our hearts of all lust and passion for money. Let us always be happy with our portion. Let us be content with everything you have given each one of us so lovingly at all times. Let us not set eyes on what is not ours. Let us not envy what belongs to our friends. Let us always be happy with our own portion. Loving God, help us attach ourselves completely to the true tzaddikim of this generation, who have succeeded in totally breaking the lust for money. Reveal the secrets of the Torah. Let your kindness then flow to us, and open up to us the light of knowledge. Let us come close to a true tzaddik who has the power and wisdom to gather all the souls together and lift them up, as it is said, and the wise man takes souls. All our souls will be merged together in unity, and the true sage will take them and ascend with them so as to renew them for good, bringing down new Torah teachings from the mouth of the Ancient of Days. As it is said, the wise man ascended to the city of the mighty and brought down its secure stronghold, the Torah. Loving God, reveal to us the secrets of the Torah, the Torah of the Ancient Concealed One.